Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Sandbox Cooperative Podcast. I'm Chris. And I'm Dave. Uh, we are so excited. We had a great live event a couple weeks ago. Fantastic. Um, if you're looking at catching up with that and you haven't had a chance yet, make sure that you check out our YouTube page. Uh, there's stuff on Facebook, all those sorts of things. Also, one way that we want to continue the conversation is through Sandbox Meetups. So be sure that you are on our email newsletter and you'll have some details coming your way soon about those. It's going to be an opportunity for us to gather together and continue that conversation. But today is uh, November 5th, and we are recording this on November 5th, and November 8th is coming. November 8th is coming, and uh, we had this realization that, uh, like, how do you talk about Mm. the election the day after the... I mean, first of all, turnaround time for podcast. No, thank you. Right. But, uh, I mean, just, like, what, what can we possibly say? I mean, we've spent a year... Two, talking about two years, two years talking yeah. about these topics um, and just kind of being bludgeoned with uh, the political rhetoric. Um, it, well, we kind of wanted to have a, a little bit of a, of a different take uh, yeah. on this topic, but also um, didn't want to know what the results were. And we wanted to be really honest about uh, how we feel about the election, how we feel about um, how we move forward afterwards, yeah. those sorts of things. I mean, we were just talking with Karsten, uh, our producer, just a second ago, and we were talking about it's social media as blood sport right now. And if it's like that right now, I mean, can you f- fathom, by the, when this is released, when this episode is released, what is it going to be like uh, on November 9th? Yeah. It's just... Uh, it's I'm glad we're recording now. <laughs> yeah. Well, at that point, we'll, we'll, we'll be in our undisclosed bunker, I'm sure. But yeah, no, so we want to uh, do this ahead of time. We are recording this uh, a few days ahead of time and just want uh, an honest um, opinion on what's on what's really going mm-hmm. on here from, from our perspective uh, today. So I'm a huge Green Bay Packer fan. I heart the Green Bay Packers. In the 2010 season, I was glued to the screen as they barely made the playoffs and then made an improbable run to the Super Bowl as a wildcard team. They were road warriors. For a solid eight weeks, I was a crazed dog, consuming as much news coverage and Green Bay Packer red meat that I could. Then, the ultimate. They won it all. They were Super Bowl champions. Super Bowl Sunday was amazing. It was a cheesehead dream come true. And then Monday came. And then Tuesday and Wednesday, you know, like I had to run errands, to deal with drama at work, had to make house payments. There's the big day, and then there's the day after the big day. We go from mountaintop one day to, to making sandwiches the next. It makes us ask, so what was it all about anyway? Welcome to episode 32, Hope disappointment, and the day after. We go from mountaintop one day to making sandwiches the next. It makes us ask, so what was that all about anyway? Welcome to episode 32, Hope, Disappointment, and the Day After. Welcome to the Sandbox. So let's start uh, talking about hope a little bit. So our, our theme today, hope, disappointment, and the day after, let's start with hope. 
So the definition of hope, it's an optimistic attitude of mind that is based on an expectation of positive outcomes related to events and circumstances in one's life or the world at large. So uh, up until a couple nights ago, Cubs fans maybe had some hope. Yeah. Is that done now? Is that what that is? Well, I think that's how that works. I mean, it's the day after. They're still in the the warm <laughs> afterglow. But again, I don't care who you you got to make sandwiches at some point. <laughs> you know, you got to do get the job done. Well, right? so it's interesting what happens afterwards. So I I was reading this article about um, the one one of the people involved in the, in Back to the Future, and mm-hmm. he was saying, you know, like the joke isn't funny anymore. Explain like, the joke a little bit. So, right? okay. So, so if you haven't seen it, uh, so there's this joke, they move to the future and there's like banners and, and, uh, all sorts of billboards and stuff like celebrating a Cubs world series victory. Cause you know, no one in the mid eighties thought that was right. ever going to happen. Right. Um, but now like kids growing up have always known the Cubs to have won so or at least be, funny. Su- be successful if not actually winning. Right. Yeah. 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 So it just kind of. I don't know. There's maybe we'll get to that a little bit, but that that day after is maybe a little different than uh, the thing that you hope for. But as we start talking about hope, I just think one of the, one of the interesting ways to think about this is like, what are we hopeful for? Like, what kinds of things yeah. do we actually dream of becoming real? You know, I always hope you know that my team wins, right? It, you know, I, and I talked about the 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 pack, Green Bay Packers at the top, certainly, but it's also just at a very personal level. You know, you hope that you hope that your kids are going you know, like, I hope that my kids are going to be happy and successful and well adjusted that, you know, uh, things go well, uh, in our household and our, with our careers and, you know, very basic Mm -hmm. things. And then Mm -hmm. there's, you know, things like winning the lottery and, you know, like a (laughs) lifetime supply of bratwurst would, wouldn't be bad. Or bacon or tacos. Or bacon or tacos. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) What do you hope for, Chris? You know, I, I just, um, I like to think about this world where we actually care for each other. Um, mm-hmm. And I have no idea what that looks like in practice or yeah. like what we would do if we didn't have the work to do even. So that's kind of an interesting, um, you know, like what I'm hopeful for is this is this world where we're capable of actually treating our neighbors as if we actually care about them differently than maybe we, we tend to now. Um, I don't know how we get there or what that looks like. I hope that we can be kind to one another. I mean, it, you know, the word friend has been cheapened through, you know, thanks to Mark Zuckerberg and Facebook. But, you know, the way, quote, friends talk to one another mm. on, on Facebook is not kind. It's not how we treat friends. Yeah, some friends. of those people are not friends. <laughs> no, this is not how this, this is not how any of this works, right? Yeah. Got to be a different way of yeah. getting at it. So I'm, I'm just hopeful for that, uh, mm-hmm. that, that opportunity to actually create those moments. Yeah. yeah. And be real about that. You know, as we talk about the word hope, it reminds me of that iconic Obama poster from 2008, mm-hmm. uh, Shepard Fairey's uh, just amazing uh, poster that he put together. So actually, you know what? When you say that, the first thing that I think about is Grumpy Cat and Nope. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So, so there's that. There is that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, like what an iconic element of that campaign and of the, of the idea of something better happening of this, this, um, possibility of, of a world and a government and a way of, of organizing our culture that is different than what we've seen in the past. Mm-hmm. And Shepard Ferry, he was interviewed was in 2015. And he said that Obama had not, not lived up even close to what he had expected. And, and so 
Shepard Ferry was was disappointed. Hmm. So here's the guy who who made the hope poster, and now he's not so hopeful hmm. anymore. You know, I wonder um, if we get too hopeful for certain things. Um, and and I don't know. I have this weird kind of relationship with hope. Like I think that um, it's good to be hopeful. It's good to dream. It's good to like assume that there is a better way to do things and to and to be in the world. But um, you know, like there's also you know, the idea of, of false hope or whatever. But I wonder, um, is sometimes is, is the reason that we get disappointed because we've thought a little too specifically about the things that we hope for. So in, mm-hmm. in the case of that, um, the, the 2008 Obama campaign, like those who, who supported the campaign did, 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 did we, and they get too, um, too tied to the specifics. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then like, that means that they've like set themselves up somehow for, for disappointment. Um, I wonder like, you know, one of the things that's been on my, on my brain lately is, um, all the protests in, in North Dakota with the Dakota access pipeline. Um, and I wonder like at this point, have the oil companies that are trying to set this up, have they like focused so tightly on like, this is exactly the place that this pipeline needs to go. Um, that now they're not actually able to move away into a different, a, a different solution in a way that actually might be better for everyone, not only them, because, you know, they have a better standing as an oil company, people appreciate them more, but also for the people who live in those spaces. Um, if we didn't place our hope so specifically, uh, maybe there's a different way around it. I wonder if, if often our hope is misplaced in the specific, um, this kind of outcome as we expect it should be. Um, and, and then maybe that actually sets us up for some disappointment. We put a death grip on the way the outcomes ought to be mm-hmm. rather than mm-hmm. um, the, focusing on process and letting the outcomes be what they what they will, uh, but being hopeful of what those outcomes might be. But what about disappointment? So a lot of times the things that we hope for don't actually turn out to be the way that things are. Uh, we end up disappointed, feeling like we missed out on something that could be possible. And so disappointment is this feeling of dissatisfaction that follows the failure of expectations or hopes to manifest. So Dave, when have you been disappointed? Pretty much my dating life <laughs> from like the beginning of everything until about the time I turned what, 22, basically when I met Robin. <laughs> and then she was disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Chris? Uh, well, I was thinking about things like getting a, a, a raisin cookie instead of chocolate chip. But I mean, if you want to go there, <laughs> that's fine too. <laughs> that is pretty disappointing. The whole raisin and chocolate chip. I know. Thing, but, I know. Um... <laughs> you know, in in some ways, there's just nothing worse than disappointment. Uh, very few times, but a couple times, uh, my parents told me, you know, that like that typical, like, you know what, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. And that is like one of the worst things that you could ever get. That just is completely deflating. Oh my right? gosh, it's awful. Right. Well, it reminds me, I was, there was one time I was working with some of our church musicians. This was I don't know, probably 10, 10 years ago or so. And and they uh, were doing a version of Jesus Loves Me, and they showed me the music, and I was looking at it. And I, okay, it was just a, it was an updated version of a, this classic old song. And then I looked at the words of one of the verses, and here's how it goes. Jesus loves me when I'm good, 
and I do the things I should. Jesus loves me when I'm bad, but it makes him really sad. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, could anything be worse than the sad and disappointed Jesus? Oh, man, I don't think so. Like, that sounds terrible. You definitely don't want Jesus disappointed in you. Like with a solitary tear, <laughs> just kind of easing its way down his cheek. No, 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 no. You know, you know on, a, on a serious note, this like the sense of disappointment, um, there are so many things that we are hopeful for that we do uh, imagine coming into being. And then like, sometimes they just don't happen. And sometimes yeah. they're, you know, like they're not a big deal. Like, Oh, I really wanted this thing for my birthday right. and I didn't get it. And sometimes they're like, you know what? I really hoped that like this person that I care about would have recovered from this illness. Mm -hmm. And like, it just didn't. Um, and that like that weight of disappointment, um, and the way that that just can, can so easily consume, you know, as we're, as we're moving into, you know, this will come out the day after the election and like, it doesn't matter who you are. Like, and, and even if the candidate you liked won, I mean, in this race, mm -hmm. um, it's possible that you just sit there like with this heavy weight of, Oh my gosh, like this just is not what I thought it could be. Disappointment brings up the, the words now what? Mm. I mean, you've poured mm -hmm. yourself into in maybe in a, small way maybe you invested a couple hours watching a game and you're disappointed with the outcome or maybe you've invested a couple years of your life uh towards something and and it didn't turn out and now what now what do yeah. you do yeah when i was in college i was a, a thrower on on the track team i threw shot put and discus and my goal for my senior year was to be an all American and my friend and I shared these goals and we, and we trained, uh, trained like crazy all year long. We were gym rats. We reviewed films all night when the gym was, was closed down. <laughs> we ate thunder. We crapped lightning. I mean, this, we were all in on this goal and when we fo focused like a laser on it, I eventually, I, I qualified for the national track meet uh, my senior year in the shot put. I was disappointed that I didn't also make it in discus, but I made it in the shot put. And I was one of about something like 14 people in the country who qualified for this event. Now, the top eight finishers were considered All-Americans. I finished in ninth place, literally two inches away from, from my goal. All the blood, sweat, and tears of and not just one year. I mean, really... It was something like 10 years since I ever started throwing came down to those two lousy inches that I, I finished away from accomplishing my goal. And the amount of work and energy and time and dedication that you put into a thing like that. And then to come that close. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, yeah. Thanks for rubbing the salt in the wounds. There, man. <laughs> yeah. How'd that feel? <laughs> you know, I mean, it, it, it just makes me think about all of the things that I've been like really excited about mm -hmm. uh, to, to accomplish or to receive or get, or somehow like have an opportunity to do. Um, you know, one of the things I think about is like all of these instruments that I've picked up from various places, like the, the uh, banjo and the French horn. And up until recently, the, the upright bass that were sitting in my living room, um, <laughs> you know, and, and they just, they didn't quite turn out to be what I thought they would. I was really excited to learn them. And then they just didn't really happen in the way that I thought. Um, and, and we, I, you know, we had them around the house and I played on them a little bit. 
Um, and so the experience wasn't necessarily in my case bad. It just wasn't what I had imagined or hoped or thought that could be possible. You know, it's like oatmeal raisin, it's fine. It's not chocolate chip, you know, <laughs> like an upright bass sitting in your living room is cool, but it's not learning to play it, right? Yeah. So yeah. Um, just makes you think, you know, so what about the day after? So the day after, you know, we put so much energy into our expectations that it can be pretty tough to keep moving if we don't end up getting the things that we hope for. Yeah, I mean, I, I finished two inches shy of my goal, and uh, the next day I had to wake up and actually get ready to graduate from college. So I was clearly disappointed in the outcomes of the thing that I've been working toward, but the other big goal that was happening mm-hmm. and the other big thing is that man, I graduated from college and you still got to do it. Still going to do it. And still going to, uh, after that, find a job and a place to live. Mm-hmm. And, and all those other things that, that go with it, light life goes on even after, mm-hmm. after disappointment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, it doesn't mean that there, there wasn't that the disappointment wasn't real or it yeah. doesn't mean that, uh, you know, you didn't actually, uh, maybe have things to work through or work out or, or, um, or change or, you know, uh, those kinds of things. But, um, but you still got to get up the next morning, right? Still got to get up. And, and I think about over the years, just how that story of, of falling, you know, coming so close to the goal and not getting it, has actually been a driver for me. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you hate it. You hate it whenever you have to bring up and say, well, let's chalk that up to a learning experience mm-hmm. or an educational thing. Yeah. Uh, that always sucks when you have to hear that. <laughs> but but it has been exactly that. Yeah. And it's been hugely uh, an important thing. Uh, part of my experience is coming so close and yet so far. Yeah. You know, it makes me think we spend a lot of time, uh, particularly with like younger kids, they spend so much time like being overscheduled and like running from like one athlete like athletic practice mm. to the next or like all of the like insane amount of 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 homework that they're supposed to do as you know as, as students and um like what happens to those kids like that just grow up to be normal humans instead of like the president or professional athletes you know like maybe there's there's certainly importance because you learn right but maybe mm. it's not important as important as we think or in the way that we think have you ever been in the moment of something that you think it's the most important thing in the world to do, but then when you look back a couple of years later, and you're like, what? What was I what doing? Was I, what, what was, was I doing? Yeah, was that was really that what I needed to be doing at that time, or was that really that important? Yeah. yeah. You, you've always talked about you had a, a unique philosophy on when you were in college. and I didn't know you then, but when you were in college about, well, should I stay home and study, or some friends invited me to go out? What was your... Yeah. So, like, I mean, I could study anytime. And <laughs> that's <laughs> just quick, quick clarification. Like I actually did okay in college, but like, um, uh, to me, like part of the experience was not just in the classroom, you know, like that's, that's a time where you learn to become an adult. Um, you learn to kind of make your own decisions. And so, uh, for me, part of the decision was like, I'm going to go experience this thing with friends because, um, I can learn the stuff in the class. Like I can catch up. I can, you know, whatever. Like I'm just not going to miss the opportunity that is unique to this time of my life. Yeah, right. And so some of those things were were great, and some of those weren't necessarily your wildest dreams what? come true, right? <laughs> Maybe true. So what are your wildest dreams? If somebody asks that of me, of course I'm going to say, well, the Green Bay Packers are going to win the Super Bowl 
not just this year, but every year. All the time. All the time. My girls are going to grow up and be happy, well-adjusted, amazing adults. My wife and I are going to grow up to be wise and cool old people. Someday. Eventually. Someday, not now. (laughs) Again, I'm going to win the lottery. Every truck will be a taco truck. I will have an original Devo hat. My dog could utilize indoor plumbing. And I'm just getting warmed up. I've said nothing of bacon yet. But but do you remember that scene from Napoleon Dynamite, one of my favorite movies of all time, when his friend Pedro is running for student body president and he says, if you vote for me, all of your wildest dreams will come true. Could Pedro make all of my wildest dreams come true? If so, he's got my vote. If not... Thanks, Obama. But but here's the thing. But whatever happens on November 8th, whoever wins, let's be honest, they cannot make your wildest dreams come true. They don't have the power of Pedro. At best, they might be able to, to make the world a little better or safer or a little, a little more stable. But your dreams are something that you have to relentlessly and tirelessly pursue. Blaming a president or elected official is a form of scapegoating and letting yourself off the hook. What will people say when they can't sarcastically say, thanks, Obama? Don't get me wrong. We need a good, strong, reliable president with good policies and leadership. But don't let yourself off easy. Your hopes and your dreams They are yours. They're not Hillary's. They're not Donald's or Obama's or Pedro's. Your hopes and dreams are yours. Well, I mean, some of my dreams might be Pedro's, but that's maybe it. No, that's true. That's (laughs) That's maybe a different story. (laughs) Anyway, so in in terms of the election, like Mm -hmm. regardless of who wins, just like how damaged are these candidates? I mean, we've spent a year and a half plus beating each other up. So... Um, I mean, good luck, no matter who it is, right? But, um, but let's let's assume assume the best in each. Um, are we really expecting that our hopes and dreams about our candidates will actually come true? Like that they're actually going to make the difference? We hope that that one person is capable of of all of the things that we hope for in our society for for coming. To, into being I, it just seems nearly impossible yeah yeah you know and people will often call back to presidents from from years gone by you always hear about oh the reagan years or kennedy or or whoever and there's the line in the song the good old days weren't always good and tomorrow ain't as bad mm-hmm. as it seems i i just i think uh none of our presidents that we elect now can live up to our memories or mm-hmm. the uh, revisionist history that we have of the presidents right. in years gone by. Right. But it does, it does move us forward one way or another. I mean, the, the next step is, is real. And I think in some ways that's the task of the day after is just to keep on moving, to keep moving forward. As Rocky once said, it's not how hard you hit, it's how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. That's how champions are made. <laughs> oh, you would quote Rocky. <laughs> uh, but you know what? So, so the, I think what we're trying to say today, I think the, 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 maybe the point of, of this episode is that um, life continues. Like some things are a huge deal. Some things aren't as important. 
Um, in the moment, both of those types of things maybe seem huge, and we're not sure how we could possibly move past uh, the negative outcome of those. But but after the fact, things do keep keep moving. And sometimes in those moments, things don't end well. Sometimes the people that we care for don't make it through that illness. Um, sometimes there's a death. Sometimes we don't walk away from the landing. But there is still something bigger that's moving forward. And for those of us uh, who continue to be present around the world, uh, that our task is to keep helping that move forward. Hope, disappointment, and the day after. So there's this scene that takes place in the Bible. It's at the end of the book of Luke, the very end. Jesus had already been born, grew up, traveled, taught, loved, lived, and died. He had been publicly and brutally executed. The scene opens in the days after, and a couple of his friends are just grieving. They're walking down a long, dusty road. They're living in the day after. As the story goes, it says Jesus came up right next to them and walked with them. But his friends, somehow, they don't, they don't recognize him. And so he asked them why they're so sad. And these two guys are incredulous. You don't know? And they tell him about Jesus and they, and they say what is perhaps what I think is one of the saddest lines in the entire Bible. They said, and I, and I quote, We had hoped that he was the one to redeem all of Israel. We had hoped. We used to hope, but not anymore. This is hope in the past tense. Nothing could be more sad than hope in the past tense. Of course, eventually they came to realize that they were hanging out with Jesus all along, but he was, he was different. Every time Jesus shows up in the Bible after this, the people who knew him the best, who hung out with him the most, they didn't recognize him at first. He lives, but he's, he's somehow different than before. Maybe you find yourself today full of hope, looking forward to the future. May it be as good and bright and excellent as you imagine it could be. But maybe you are in a time, a season of disappointment. Maybe it's the day after and you are walking down that, that long dusty road with hope in the rearview mirror in the past. Maybe it's the end of a goal, a dream, a life. Maybe it has something to do with the outcome of this election. Whatever it is, it, it's real. Acknowledge it, feel it, but don't let it define you. Eventually, may you be open to the new thing. When the time is right, may your heart and your mind and your eyes be open to new hope and new life that is, that is standing right there. Thanks so much for joining us for this episode of the Sandbox Cooperative Podcast. It was uh, great to, I guess, talk about this a little bit today. I hope it's helpful. I hope it uh, helps you make sense of whatever craziness is going on post-election and good luck. I just hope that you're not disappointed with us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, oh, man. as... As always, if you uh, if you like these episodes, if these are helpful, uh, share them with a friend. Uh, connect with us on Facebook or Twitter or at our website, sandboxcooperative.com. Uh, again, there's always more room in the sandbox. Yeah, thanks for listening. And until next time, uh, I'm Dave, and that's Chris, and we'll see you. Bye. 
please watch your step as you exit the sandbox.